0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Hard Hit and Wrestling Show, the HHW Show podcast presented by Clover Crest. Tune in to our website, hhwshow.com, for the latest episodes, news, and other rumors that's going on around wrestling. In this episode, we're going to talk about the face that's running Monday Night Raw and the speech that he said to his peer. We're also going to cover our Fantasy Survivor Series. We're going to change things up. We're going to go by generation by generation. Who is the top five that we could choose as we get ready for this gauntlet match that's going to happen? And which generation is going to win the Fantasy Survivor Series? I got Frank and Hector. Guys, welcome aboard. And we'll start off with the hottest topic right now. Survivor Series is happening November 25th. And before we get there, this match that just that is going to be, I think, phenomenal right now is the four-on-four four. could be the main event between these guys right here. We have Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes versus The Judgment Day.
1: You know, this is, uh, to me, an, an all-star studded lineup here. You know, you got one side where a lot of animosity happened in the past and now coming together to form an alliance versus an alliance that seems to be claiming that they're dominating but are there cracks in the walls in their foundation
0: i think those cracks will be identified at survivor series guaranteed uh but there's a lot of hate a lot of I, I, I don't want to say frustration. It's not frustration when it comes to Seth Rollins. And I guess we call it the Rollins team, I guess. I don't know. Um, Why not the Roads? They got to have a name. Huh?
2: The Roads team. Or the San A team?
0: team. Yeah, whatever. I mean, regardless, uh, other than the Judgment Day, I guess, um, they're eager to tear down the Judgment Day. And you can see it right there. Especially Sami Zayn explaining about how he doesn't want another Bloodline 2.0 happening on Monday Night Raw. Uh, and we're going to get to that conversation shortly. But um, right now, I, I'm digging and I'm excited for War Games to be at the main event, the main roster. Because it looks great at NXT, but now doing it here on, on the WWE platform, I, I'm loving it.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be very exciting, in my opinion, to see these guys work together.
0: But I'm wondering, will they still have a traditional Survivor Series?
1: Why not bring it why back? Not? I think they
2: will. I think this is just something that's gonna lead up to everything else. But I don't see because, why
0: not. correct me if I'm wrong. Last year it was the Bloodline, right, versus Kevin Owens. Uh, who else? Who was on Kevin Owens team? Now now I gotta remember back. Well, we'll get we'll get to back later, but yeah, out of all eight of these superstars right here, only Sami Zayn and Jay Uso have experienced being in the ring for war games. Mm-hmm. And they were on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Coincidentally, huh? This yeah. time Sami Zayn doesn't have to worry about trying to be still friends with his frenemies you know Mm -hmm. what i mean this time is pure solid light all right let's beat their asses real quick so Mm -hmm. i'm digging this one another match that's uh confirmed is the women's championships being defended uh real ripley
1: and zoe stark yeah you had to put somebody in there right i mean when she had that that fatal what five-way match right you know it's like you had to pick somebody out of that that coop, that chicken coop, in order to put against Rhea Ripley. And if this is Zoe Stark's time to shine, then, then so be it. I mean, just to be in the spotlight, that's it. That's all I mean. I about see that.
0: Zoe Stark like LA Night. Here's your spot. Do something. And then now you get out yeah, the hell out of yeah. <laughs> uh, the so far Yeah. Right now, those are the two locked matches for Survivor Series. More will probably happen than SmackDown. What war games can we see? Or is it just only one and could we see the female version of War Games? I'm really, really interested to see that outcome. Uh, could we find out on SmackDown, or will we find out next week on Monday Night Raw? But um, let's turn the tables real quick and focus on Sammy's. Uh, excuse me, Sammy Zayn and Seth Rollins on the opening segment of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Sammy, excuse me, Seth Rollins introduced Sammy Zayn in the ring. And he publicly said thank you for what his actions he did, he had done at Crown Jewels. And with that, and there's some notes, man, that I got that I gotta get out my chest. And that is Seth freaking Rollins says he is the man that runs Monday Night Raw, right? Monday Night Rollins, um, the face of WWE Raw, right? He demonstrated his leadership. He demonstrated an opportunist. You know, he always says the word opportunist, right? He's a visionary. He's the architect. He's a lot of things. But the one thing that he has proven to everybody is that Seth freaking Rollins is not selfish. Because if he did, he would have bragged about he is still the world heavyweight champion. And move on and be like, who's the next contender? An open challenge or whatever it is. You know? But he went beyond without letting no one know, except for Adam Pearce, the new general manager of Raw. And pretty much said, I want to match with Sami Zayn for the world title. Right? That takes a lot of guts. What do you guys say?
2: That's a fighting champion, man. I I don't think it takes guts. I just think it takes, you know, he wants to make that belt prestigious. And 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 how do you make a belt prestigious is by defending the
0: title. Amongst the other person that takes forever to defend the title, uh, Roman Reigns. But you got a point there. Um, Sami Zayn, the purpose why he did what he did was he just didn't want to see a bloodline 2.0. He continues his fight. And the one thing that I also observed from Seth Rollins is that he pays attention. He paid attention to what Sam or Sami Zayn has done in his career, and lately, and he said he appreciates Sami Zayn because he stands up for what he believes in. He don't care if he's outnumbered two to one, three to one, five to one, million to one. It doesn't matter. He will continue to. Stand up for himself. Stand up to what he believes in, to what's right, and that's why he was like, you know what? Not everybody gets the chance to get for the title. You don't need the money to make briefcase to get at me, okay? But good guys, and really in reality, let, let's just put this in real perspective. Good guys don't get what they deserve. People that work hard and achieve what they believe in to do what they got to do, they don't get what they deserve. We continue to fight to get what we deserve, right? And most of the time, we're never going to get it. Can we relate to that?
1: Yeah. Um, Good guys finish last? It always seems that way that, you know, you're the one out there doing everything and somebody else takes the credit for it. I mean, Roman Reigns was the prime example for that, right? Sami Zayn was doing everything and Roman Reigns was getting the credit for it. Yeah, we we, we could see that in, in our workplace, you know, in real life. You know, it's one of those things that is sad, but it happens. That, absolutely. Um,
0: he offered a chance to go for the World Heavyweight Championship. And he says, say when. And he decided to do it there on Monday Night Raw. And I'm glad that that match went from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the end later. But um. At first, Sami Zayn didn't want to. And his reason was because he wasn't, Seth Rollins wasn't 100%. But Rollins countered and said, when were we ever 100%? So when in life are we not 100%? When in life are we not 100%? Yeah.
2: Because
0: technically, we never are 100%.
2: I don't think we are ever. I think the maybe the only time that you might be a hundred percent is when you first wake up in the morning, where you have nothing going on, but you just know you gotta wake up, you gotta go, you gotta use the bathroom, you gotta do your necessities, and then you're out the door. The minute you're out the door, that's it. The mind starts playing games because you gotta deal with traffic, you gotta deal with people, and you know what? You're no longer at a hundred percent there. <laughs>
0: You're 100% focused on cursing somebody else if they cut you off the road, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But you know what? Sometimes we're not at 100% when we get out of bed. Some of us are in pain, struggling to get out, and doing their thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. You're absolute. I think if you're 100% when you don't have any responsibilities, you don't. You're not in that level yet. And I'm talking about like. Being a newborn or being a baby or being a child, you as know. a matter
2: of fact, you said it as a newborn. You want to know why? You have He's somebody that feeds you, okay? You have someone that changes your shitty diapers, your pee diapers, and they put you to sleep. All you do is sleep. All you do is eat, eat shit, sleep. and sleep.
1: That's
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> That's just, it's true. It's damn true, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, right now at especially our age, we're 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 working, we're putting food on the table, where we got a home, we got the, the basic basic needs we got and we still working hard for it. You know, and no matter if we're healthy, no matter if we're sick, no matter what conditions we're in, we're never at 100% and we still do it.
1: Oh, yeah. And and as long as you put forth the the effort to do what you got to do, you don't have to be at 100 percent. I mean, you could be at 90 or 80 percent, whatever percentage that looks like in your life. But Mm -hmm. as long as you're pushing forward and not going backwards, you're going to have some setbacks. I get it. But you learn from those things and you just keep pushing forward and that's going to make you successful. As long as you have a passing grade, whatever that looks like in your book, you don't have to be at 100 percent
0: and that's why Seth Rollins gave the opportunity to Sami Zayn and when he responded to that Rollins got a little bit upset and he in reality is is that when are we are uh, 100% we're not so really when someone's giving you the opportunity you got to take it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to for Sami Zayn he comes to realization when will be his next time to go after a world title you know, because if you said, no, not right now, somebody else is next in line to grab it. And, and then if somebody else grabs
1: it, guess what? It's your loss. And in real life, that 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 really happens. Yes. It was a teachable moment for Sami Zayn to understand that if and when you ever become heavyweight champion, you're not going to be at 100%. And you still got to go out there and do what you got to do to defend that title. Absolutely, make, because once right.
0: you don't defend it, unless you're like Roman Reigns, then you get stripped from your title.
2: Unless your name is Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, you yeah, yeah. said that. I just yeah, yeah I just
2: yeah. wanted to re re. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's not at one hundred percent.
0: He's not. I'm never
2: at one hundred percent. Never. Not even in my sleep.
0: Hey, right, so hey, I like I like the opening of Monday Night Raw. It's a, a lesson learned for anyone that's paid attention to that segment, and it was very important for us to do it uh, here because you know the the main idea, the main focus, the theme of our show is to get whatever has been mentioned on WWE, put it in our platform, talk about it, we we'll learn from it, and we we'll move on. And after this, you know, you gain more knowledge, and that's the focus. That's the focal point of our show. And um, and it, it, it really, when Seth Rollins started talking, I was like, oh, you know what? This is what I preach in my classroom. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that every other businesses and stuff like that, you know, if they have a leader, a leader should always tell their subordinates how to move up. When the opportunity comes, take it, okay, because you never know when you get it again. And when you do have it, embrace it. Because if you take advantage of it, you're going to lose it. Yeah. Am I right?
1: It's almost I like he told Sami Zayn not to feel sorry for him. Yeah. You know, if, you wait, if you're wait, if waiting for me to heal, to be at 100%, you're going to be waiting forever.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, man? Moving on to the Fantasy Survivor Series. um. Uh, some of these guys are still hurting and they're no longer wrestling but uh hulk hogan he had a lot of back surgeries and stuff and rumor is he's doing all right right now um seeing punk mentally not doing well because he still didn't get his ice cream bars um the rock comes and goes uh, i don't know what's up with roman reigns that's why he still needs assistance And then there's John Cena, which my friend uh, Hector will say, thumb to the throat series, move. All right? (laughs) I mean, this guy, (laughs) John Cena got punished. (laughs) He got punished bad, man. And um, we're going to talk about generation by generation. So here we go. We'll start off with the original. All right, the original, the golden era, and the golden era consists of, and I chose this. These are my top ten right here. Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, Tito Santana, R- Rainy Macho Man Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Andre the Giant, Greg the Hammer Valentine, um, Mr. Paul Orndorff, the Ravishing Rick Rude, and Mr. Perfect. Those are the ten. And we're going to choose five of these superstars to represent the golden era once we start our gauntlet match. And I don't know. I mean, I didn't plan on who's going to go who first or what. Um, Let's all agree for number one. Who will be the number
1: one pick out of this group?
2: I say Hogan.
1: I think Hogan has to be the choice, maybe the captain of this team. I believe
0: it. I mean, you watch Hulk Hogan. He was the face of WWE uh, from the very beginning on the early 80s, right? And even when he left WWE to go to WCW, he shocked the world by becoming an enemy, right? And was the leader of the NWO. Mm-hmm. So, rather you like him as, a, as the American dream, or I just say the... What was that song? Uh, I forgot. It Doesn't matter. Like uh, to Real be Mania. the Hulkamania. Uh
2: huh.
0: Um. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Hulk Hogan number one, and be the captain of the team. So, who will be his number number two?
1: Hector. I think Andre the Giant should be his number two.
0: I applaud pick. that pick. I beg to differ. I mean, I think if it was anybody at number two, I would pick Randy, Macho Man, Savage.
2: Um, I disagree with you there. I think
0: there were tag teams
2: before. That's fine. There were tag teams before. That's great. Same thing with the Ultimate Warrior. There were tag teams too.
0: Were they okay. a tag team?
2: Ultimate Warrior, yeah. and Hulk Hogan. They tagged up once or twice.
0: They did yeah, but that's once the twice. I'm talking about these guys were actually tag teams that they, they had those WrestleMania moments and everything else, and then the that's jealousy fine.
1: kicked in, you well, know what I mean? That like, happened with Hogan and Andre, they've teamed up before.
2: Yeah, I think I to me, I I I say Andre. Why? Why am I gonna say Andre the Giant? Right? I mean, Andre the Giant didn't really hold the title much, but he was a very dominant force. Well, he I mean, brings
1: that. I think he brings that intimidation factor to this team. Okay, All right, because I got it. because I think moving forward, you know, you're gonna need somebody like him to try to counter whatever may be coming with the next couple of teams for the next generations.
0: All right, so we got Hulk Hogan. Okay, Andre the Giant. Who will be your third guy,
1: Frank?
2: Um, I would say Macho Man.
1: I agree. I think Macho Man is, is a perfect fit to be the number three man there. I really do. All right. I mean, he's really good on the I mic. You know what I'm saying? Oh my- yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um,
0: I I'm digging it. I, I I like, I mean, I had Andre the Giants one of the top five. Uh, I did have R- Randy, Macho Savage, and Hulk Hogan, uh, but and and you know what? All three are able to be good and bad. That's yeah. that's so unique, right? right. And um, and we've seen that later down the road in WWE with Hulk Hogan, right? I mean, we saw that turn and twist with WCW. Mm-hmm. But is there anyone else that could fit? and get along with that character, or is there anyone opposite to... Because you know how WD at times have a team that they will always clash with one another and force them to be in a team. Is there anyone particular that could match that with all three that's mentioned already?
1: Yeah, I believe there is, and I I have a candidate that might fit well with them three. Which is? Mr. Perfect. Oh, man. I was thinking about Paul Orndorff.
2: Wow, I think we're all out of control there. I I, I was going
0: to say Rick Rude. I mean, well, Rick Rude was more of a pretty boy, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he was always on his Either own. That
2: Greg the Hammer?
0: Nah, not grab that. Greg, Greg the Hammer wasn't really that guy up there. I mean, if anything, he will fight Tito Santana for the Intercontinental Championship, right? Uh,
2: well why not I do like like Mr.
0: Perfect uh, because uh, the fact that uh, Mr. Perfect was always claiming he's always better than everybody and he's always he's always um,
1: a perfectionist just put it that way yeah Right, and I think he brings that, that athleticism to the team and he can show that off to someone like Hogan or macho man like look you can't do this you need me to help win this team because I'm the one that's gonna be the the perfect survivor in this. You know, and I think Hulk Hogan would agree to a certain point, like, you know what, I I may not like his style, but he does bring some kind of charisma to the team that can help us yeah. out. He hits you with that perfect plex, it's gonna be hard to get out of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, o- or power drives you, and you're definitely not getting out of that.
0: Paul Orndorf was was he the power driver?
1: Yeah, he had the power driver, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: he had the power driver.
0: Oh, yeah. could we say that he's number five?
2: No, <laughs> I I will say you need the ultimate warrior on that team.
1: Oh no, Mm-mm. you're out of control there. He's out of Why? control.
2: Why? 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 But you need somebody like that on a team that when things are going sour and he's out of control, he starts going.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but
2: it-
0: I- well, didn't didn't Ricky Steamboat fly? Ricky
1: Steamboat is the <laughs>
2: dragon. Yes, he's a high. He he is what he's considered the high flyer of that of that whole ten
0: group.
1: I think so. Yeah, he
2: he was a high flyer.
0: I would pick someone as a high flyer, someone that would jump off the ropes, fly high, you know, stuff like that. I mean, look, you got the strength of Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Andre the Giant is the heavyweight. You have Randy Macho Man that could do. He's really diverse in that ring right then you got the perfectionist which has got the skills the techniques and everything else why not have someone who's dedicated to fly high like ricky steamboat
1: yeah yeah i mean i agree with that his wrestling technician style is pretty pretty sound so i can go with that
2: mm, took a little convincing but i guess i'll go with that he is
1: a former world heavyweight
0: champion
2: I think they're all former heavyweight champions.
0: No, 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 no. Mr. Henning did not have the heavyweight championship.
1: Are you sure? Not in the WWE.
0: Maybe in AWA or, or NWA.
1: Yeah, WCW, I think. I thought he had I know a, Rick I know. Grew did. Yeah, Rick, Rick Grew, Grew was did. a world champion. Yeah, but not in WWE, though.
0: Rick Grew was the world heavyweight champion
1: in WWE. No. The world right. heavyweight champion, not the WWE champion.
0: Well, back then there was only one champion. It never was never like an Intercontinental Championship. Yeah,
1: he was the Intercontinental champion, but he was never the WWE champion. Hmm. Rick Rue was never. WWE. I will tell you right to, now.
0: Do we he have was, to get the? Uh, he was Intercontinental Brad. champion. Let
1: yeah, me he, see. He was Intercontinental champion. Intercontinental,
2: yeah, he was Intercontinental champion.
1: Because he even had a spray painted on his on his pants. Uh, he had a lot of people spray painting in his pants. <laughs> he never held that WWE title. I mean, he challenged Hogan for it a lot of times. And I think he even challenged the Warrior for it, but would never came up successful. You're right. And nah, no, he he no. would have no. been great. He would have been great to be a champion, though, in the WWE. But he had to find success in WCW, I think, as World Heavyweight Champion.
0: Yeah, he was the Intercontinental Champion. He was a WWE World Heavyweight. Yeah, he lost to The Ultimate Warrior for his chance to become the heavyweight champion. Yeah, and then he went to WCW.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. he lost. He lost on SummerSlam 1990 in a steel cage match. So all right. So so we agree: Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, and Ricky Steamboat.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. good with that. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's switch to the next generation. Uh, And you have uh, Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, Lex Luger, Owen Hart, Kevin Nash, as Diesel, Yokozuna, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Bing Bam Bigelow, Earthquake, and Davey Boy Smith. Out of those 10
1: names, who is your top five? I say captain would be Bret Hart. I agree, hundred yeah. percent.
2: I agree. The excellence
1: agree. of execution,
0: Bret Hart. And then I'll go even one further. Who else to trust more than your brother to be the number two man? Granted that they had their rivalries and everything else, but if they're at, at when it's said and done, I do believe that his brother will have his back in the most trusted. Trustworthy person
1: would be Owen Hart. I feel like Owen Hart wants to be that number one spot. I think he's jealous. Which he works great. Ain't that great?
0: Ain't that like the movie Thor? Right? His brother was always jealous. But
1: how are you going to be successful as a team to, to, to victory you're if not. you're
2: jealous? Right. For that, the number two should be David Boy Smith, which is, I believe, his brother-in-law anyways.
0: Damn. And you want like, to keep
2: on too. You want to keep it in the family, put him at number two. But I think I think in this case, okay, you got to look at what's on the other side right now, right? You have Andre the Giant on the other side.
0: So you t- t- tell me Yokozuna will be the guy
1: to stand he, up against Andre the Giant? You're he, either looking at Yokozuna, Earthquake, or Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, Bam Bam will not stand against Andre more, I think I think Yoko would be the better fit to stand against Andre the Giant if there was to come down to that. Who's that
2: or uh, Kevin Nash?
1: No. Mm-mm. You
2: don't think Kevin Nash could go against Andre the Giant? I think so.
1: I I don't think he'll have, I don't think he ha- he may have the height, but he don't have the power to stand toe-to-toe with Andre. I really think Yokozuna would be the one that Bret Hart would need on his team to counter an Andre the Giant.
2: Then we do Yokozuna.
0: Well, I tell you one, I I, I I I can add two if you don't mind. Automatically, Razor Ramon and Diesel. I just don't see them. Either them two are together or those two are out.
1: Well, you can't pay favors because because they they work well together. I mean, I think Razor think- Ramon to me is a better in ring wrestler than than Diesel was.
0: Okay. Man, just imagine if those two had to, like, do an elimination match to qualify to be in the team. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, though? Like, man, that would also been pretty cool to be like, all right, we should have just spin the wheel and have one of them pick one another. You know what I mean? Like, all right, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna or Jeff Jarrett. I would tell you right now, I'm, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett will not be in, in, the,
1: in the final five. That's just me. No, I, I don't. I'm not even wasn't even. Oh, uh, he's eliminated.
0: Oh. I said Bam Hold Bam on. Bigelow's eliminated too.
1: All right. Okay, so. I can go with that.
2: I mean, okay. if we got Yokozuma, then we definitely don't need Quake either.
1: But
0: no, the other first him. earthquake. So you three. We but don't we need it. We never mentioned Lex Luger. Lex Luger, dude, was dude. He was. He's he was, a strong guy. Yeah, he's power. That yeah, when he got to. And on, on his back, on the torture rack, you were done. A big shout out to Sandor Arroyo Sanchez. He's the best wrestler, and this pig is the best there is, the best there was, and the best that will ever, ever will be. That's right. That is Bret Hart. Uh, we got him as the captain of this team. Um, and it's interesting because this is a hard one, man. Like, um, ah. The, I, I would we say haven't even that. made
1: a decision who's the number two person. I'm saying Yokozuna. Yoko, I say Yoko Zuna is number two.
2: I say yeah, I agree. Yokozuna has should be number two. All
0: right, Yoko
1: Zuna is the number two person. Number All three, right. I would say Razor Ramon number three. But if you're going to try to counter it with Diesel being part of a a package deal, I, I don't agree with that. I, I right. feel that, I feel you that with him.
0: Then. Well really I, rated three, so like Davey Boy Smith, Lex Luger, Owen Hart, and Jeff Jarrett. Well, no, not no, Jeff Jarrett. That no. you only got if no. you don't include him, you might as well include I Owen agree Davey Boy, but you're gonna keep it in the family, though. I agree with Ovi in the sense where
2: you got Diesel and Razor Remote, they gotta go together, they come as a package. And I think them two added to this package make a real big difference. They already got the chemistry, and chemistry goes a long way with these guys.
0: So In let general. me let us let, let me let me add that too. If you put Diesel and Raisin Roll together, and you already have Yokozuna, then Davy Boy Smith should be with this group, and that'd be your top five
1: over Lex Luger.
0: Damn, that
1: is... Lex Luger, uh, to I me, would, is, more, is more stronger. is more powerful than Davy Boy Smith. I will keep
2: Luger. Get rid of Davey Boy Smith. And you're five. Hart, Diesel, Ramon,
1: Yokozuna, and Luger. Because at this that's point, we powerful. don't even know what, what team this is. they're going up against. You're, you're right. So that's the <laughs> thing. That's exactly
0: what you're talking about. But since we want to compare to the older generation, right? The golden era, what would be a great matchup? It's like you always want to be better than the generation before, right? Right. So you got Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And remember during the Hulk Hogan era, Bret Hart was a tag team at the Hart Foundation. Yeah. Right. So then all of a sudden now Bret Hart is a And... If You remember, wasn't it the match in WrestleMania that Bret Hart lost to Yoko Yokozuna, and then Hogan beat him and then Hogan home. came out of nowhere? Yeah, that was a stab in the back, though. But, anyways, perfect. um, mm, mm-hmm. so yeah, I that definitely I now now that I say it like that, um, yeah, Bret Hart and Yokozuna beat together, that'd be a perfect match, um. Yeah, we'll just put Lex Luger in there. Lex Luger will match up against Randy Macho Man Savage.
2: Yeah, we could do that.
0: If the- who's the best technician there? Bret
1: Hart. Bret Hart.
0: Who you got Yokozuna and Andre the Giant? Which I still think Andre the Giant probably has an advantage. He has the, uh, side,
1: the height, but he doesn't necessarily have the weight advantage. That dude will not slam him. You don't him. need to slam him. You don't need to slam him. Just push his weight around and knock him off his feet.
0: Okay. And then who who matches up against Ricky Steamboat?
1: You don't have anybody unless we put Bre- uh, Owen Hart in there. But Ricky you got the- Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat is outmatched against any of these guys we put in there that we name it, minus Owen Hart. Hmm. Ricky Steamboat don't stand a chance. I mean, he may, Ricky,
2: maybe Razor put, Ramon. Yeah, that's what I was saying. to say. Put Rick, Ricky Steamboat against Razor Ramon. Luger mm-hmm. could go against Randy Or. I mean, uh, Macho Man. Oh,
0: well, yeah. Luger, or Mr. Perfect.
1: Yeah. I think Lex Luger and Mr. Perfect be a good match. All
0: right, so let's put – well, we got Luger in there. So we got Hart. Yokozuna, Lex Luger, Razor Ramon, and we need the fifth man. Well, you said so, Diesel, right? Because he's going with the pack. You want Diesel? You want
1: Diesel? Yeah. I'll, I'll agree to it, but I don't, I mean, I don't That's like He's going to agree. Yeah, he's going to agree reluctantly.
0: All right. One more, and then next week we'll finish the rest. All right. Now we got the attitude era The Rock, Stone Cold. Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Shane McMahon, Foley, Christian Edge, and Chris Jericho. Who is your top five? We'll start with the captain. Who is the number one leader in this one?
1: The Rock. I say Stone Cold, the leader.
0: (laughs) And then I will argue. Well, I wouldn't argue. Y2J will be like, well, I held the two belts. (laughs) I was the first. (laughs) And then you got Edge. Well, Edge and Christian during that time were actually transitioning to be singles competitor. Um, And damn, yeah, it, it could be either or. But I think my gut will tell me Stone Cold will be the captain of this team. And I think I, The Rock acknowledged that because when you look at WrestleMania 30, they brought Hulk Hogan out, and then the next guy that came in was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then the next guy that came out was The Rock, and The Rock acknowledged them both. So I think
2: you're right. I think
0: I, I'll take. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Let's let's try it out. One is the uh, Stone Cold, and number two is The Rock. Can we say that's a clinch? That's a clinch in my book. Yeah. All right. So we don't even have to bother like who is the number two. So we got Stone Cold. We have The Rock. Now we are three, four,
1: and five. For me, my three will be Edge. For me,
0: I will say Chris Jericho.
2: I say Mick Foley.
0: That's a crazy guy too, but but that but that which one. which 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 Foley are we talking about?
2: That one right there. That's that Cactus Jack one.
0: He's not Cactus Jack in that picture.
2: That's his cactus. That's the Cactus Jack stuff with that flannel shirt. That's the Cactus Jack. Man, candles a mask, right? And you had do love with the little rainbows.
0: That but picture that looked is, like his, his his retirement picture. Yeah, it does.
2: <laughs> but I would take Mick Foley as the number three guy. You need that. You need that unstable okay. character. Okay.
0: So let's let's backwards plan here. Let's make comparisons now. So, and I'm going back to the first generation where you have, all right. So you got The Rock and Stone Cold, which pretty much The Rock. We've seen The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold could could match up probably with Macho Man if yeah right mm-hmm. uh but then he also could match up with Bret Hart, you know what yeah. I mean? Um but who would match up with Lex Luger in this one? You have
2: the technician uh, Kurt Angle of, of Kurt Angle.
1: I say Chris Benoit. Bingo, I would.
2: I disagree, but I don't really why not
1: Chris
0: Benoit.
2: I dude, I just I I don't even think he should be mentioned in wrestling.
0: Oh here we go. Yes, yeah, I go go. into
2: that. I go into that. Yes, I go into that. Look, you know,
0: you know what some certain people have that mental state, but we already know on television, we've witnessed everything there, right? Like we can't dismiss the accomplishments that was made, right, on the job. Yeah. So, I mean, look, based I, get off, based it, I get it. I get it. But and it, we're not saying that we're going to crown this guy to be a champion. We're just saying, like, we're going to make this team who was best in that era. You know what I mean? So, out of these guys, again, it's like Chris McWade was the best technician. But he didn't do it alone because you can also mention mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero in this group is a
2: high flyer. All right? Because he moved around a lot. I mean, I will go ahead and bite the bullet and say, okay, fine. Chris Benoit number three. But now let's go to number four. And that should be Eddie Guerrero as your high flyer.
1: I would say Shane O'Meara.
0: high flies too. Who? Who? Edge, he, he can high fly too. He's done it already. Look at that the event at WrestleMania 8 when he went ahead and, and uh, what was it that triple the tag team, right? And he went ahead and, and and jumped off the ladder to spear Jeff Hardy. That's a high flying. What more can you get out yeah. of that? Now mm-hmm. we're adding, we could add, we don't even have to fly. You can add chairs, you can add, you can make uh, it a TLC ladders, tables. I mean. What more can you get? I mean, I, I'm I'm digging that.
1: I mean, I did say Edge already. You know, was was one of my picks. I'm, a, i right. was,
0: You know what? I'll say Edge too. All I'll right, let's it. go with Edge. But we still need three and four. I mean, four and five. Huh?
2: What do you mean?
0: We I got Stone Cold, The Rock, and Edge.
2: we, need we two. What happened to Chris
0: Benoit? Though he said Benoit, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, nobody really confirmed
1: it. I did um, confirm it. You just he, oh. he right. said he, he said he was going to go with it. I All said right, let's I, I said
2: let's go with Chris Benoit number three, and then I said moving on, let's go to number four, and I said so. Dirk. Who's
0: your last one on this one?
2: Mick Foley. You
1: need that crazy mindset. You, I think, I Frank think Chris is- Jericho. I think Frank is right because there's no big man in this in this scenario here to match up with Diesel or Yokozuna or Andre the Giant. You need somebody who's not stable in their brain, but still mentally capable to work with the team. That's why we didn't pick Ultimate Warrior because he just goes loose, screw loose everywhere. At least, at, least, at least McFoley has his screws. <laughs> It may not be screwed, but he has them. Ultimate Warrior don't have them. I think Mick Foley could be an asset to this team to maybe get Sako into Yokozuna's mouth for something hey, crazy that way.
2: And remember the Rock and Sock connection. Connection. There you go. Yes.
0: Yes, we got go. it. And Stone Cold would be like, right. "What?" <laughs> and
2: look, and the only thing you get with Chris Jericho is a freaking list. So you know what? Well, he didn't
0: do the list in this era. And he was a lot bigger, right? And he had longer hair. And he did win both world titles. Just saying. I don't care. Just saying. Well, we're going to stop right there with just the three three rounds, the first three generations. Next week, we'll finalize the rest. We have four more. That we need to go to and then we'll determine as to which gauntlet match who's the the first two to go at it and in sequence all the way to the end as to what we're gonna go for here on our fantasy of uh, survivor series so well, that's pretty interesting not not what i had imagined on the picks but that's why i like it when we start talking about it We 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 see things differently right I mean, I, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I mean, we still got the the era where we had the evolution. All right. We haven't talked about that, the PG era or even the current era that's happening right now. So there's plenty, plenty of superstars to talk about, and we'll get to that next week on our HHW show podcast. Thanks, guys. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's been a it's been awesome. And I know we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, And the question, and we're going to continue with the question, who is the greatest superstar of all time? That will be a continuation. We'll, we'll start it up next week, but we're going to continue all the way through and, and see what do you guys think who is the greatest of all time. We heard the announcer with John Cena. Hector uh, believes different. Frank has another opinion. Oh, you're the giant, baby. Oh, get the hell out yeah. of here. Yeah. Yeah. Get out but of yeah, here. Yeah. For
1: our, for our listening <laughs> viewers, you know, give us the, your credentials of what makes a superstar the greatest. Yeah. You know, is it a streak? Is it amount of titles? Is it longevity? Is it popularity? What is it? What makes it? Is it a combination of everything? Is there a superstar that has it all that we're not seeing? we'll see
0: we'll see oh man this is gonna be great i mean i I planned this and again everything kept changing but now that we executed we we changed it on the fly Mm -hmm. and and it's getting better and better i like it i like it thanks guys thank you very much all right that wraps up our show the hhw show podcast and one more time man If you have that opportunity in life to do something positive and it's standing right in front of you, take it. Don't let it waste. Don't let it go away. Because you never know the next time it'll come to you. I'm Obi-Wan. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Hector. Until next week, thank you for watching the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show.